This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Will Carmichael, CEO and co-founder of NatWest Rooster Money. And we're here to discuss kids' finance trends as pocket money growth outpaces CPI inflation. Thank you for joining us, Will. And thanks for having me on the show. You're most welcome, sir. And as you can see, it's pocket money time. It's Friday. Um, and there are a lot of uh, young people out there looking for their weekly allowance. And things have changed dramatically since I was a young man. Um, can you tell us a bit more about your role as CEO and co-founder of Rooster Nat West? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Peyton, and as you say, it is, it is the, the most popular pocket money day is a Friday. Um, so um, NatWest Rooster Money, um, just as a bit of background, is uh, an app to help give kids a head start in pocket money um, from the age of three to 17. Um, and really that's, you know, looking at, you know, the way that we manage money has evolved for all of us, adults and kids too, and looking at ways to make money more tangible for kids to bring that alive um, and help build financial capability. Um, and we produce something called the Pocket Money Index. We've done that since 2016, um, which looks at the kind of key trends shaping young people's finance, um, how those are changing over time, and how families approach pocket money to really bring that alive. Um, you know, I see pocket money as an amazing vehicle to start engaging kids with money early on. Um, and we like to think about, you know, as it is um, easier to teach your kids, you know, to cross the road by standing next to the road. Very much see that with money, making it contextual, making it part of everyday family life is is a great opportunity to do that. But the recent report shows that kids' pocket money has increased by 11% on average during the past year. What are the key trends in the findings highlighted in the report? Yeah, so some really interesting trends that have come out. And I should say that the, the report I'm saying from about 125,000 children um, and it's it's real data being you know from from usage, so gives a really great insight what's happening across the UK. So not only we've seen that that pocket money earned over the year, so total pocket money is three hundred and thirty three pounds on average, um, which as you said is eleven percent jump. I think the other interesting insights is that there's clearly some changes in how kids receive their pocket money. So we see around fifty seven percent of children getting that from a regular weekly allowance, you know, something that they know is going to come in, whether it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that might come with, you know, various conditions to get it or ways to earn it. That is down on the previous period. So um, it was previously about 65%. The other thing that we're seeing is that kids are earning things from extra boosts, about 39% of what they're earning comes from that. Now, that might be things like money for birthdays, school results is another one, homework. Um, in fact, maths being a kind of top subject, that will get you a payment of about £8, which is um, amazing. I certainly didn't quite get that in my day, but I think it reflects that, that every family is managing pocket money in a slightly different way. Some will say you need to earn it through doing chores. Some of it is from side hustles, so upselling your, your um, and you know recycling your clothes and sending those on. Or, you know, we're also seeing kids unlock some of the value of their old toys that they don't want. And the other really interesting insight is, is around 8% of money earned is being saved. 
which is fantastic. The study also reveals that six-year-olds experienced the biggest increase in pocket money, reaching an impressive 34% growth. My nephew is six, so <laughs> I can attest to his um, um, bargaining skills, which would make him quite good as a trade union member. <laughs> what factors do you think contribute to this significant rise? Yeah, it's really interesting. And, and as a, a father of a, a six-year-old too, I can attest to, to the hustling. But I think that I think what we're probably seeing here are two things, you know, talk about their stuffflation, right? What kids are uh, affected by the price rises as much as anyone else. And I think parents are having to consider that and what they give, you know, particularly when they're thinking about what, what do we want our kids to be in charge of with their pocket money? What do they expect to buy with it? I think the other thing is that we're finding overall, and this is definitely a trend we've seen, seen over a number of years, is that kids are getting exposed to money at an earlier age, you know, particularly with the world of digital, where they're spending more time online. That means that ultimately parents are, are looking at, well, you know, how much should we give them to cover some of those things? Now, if you look at where children are spending, yes, there's still those high street things in there. You've got the co-op Tesco, but you've also got Apple downloads. Children are going on to Robux and, and Fortnite. Um, and I think I think we're definitely seeing a shift there where what we're we're empowering our kids to 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 do with their money and therefore giving them is changing. I think in the report there was a mention that there were the top five chores and their associated earnings. I don't know if you managed to see those. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I mean and, and talking through those those kind of top five. So you know, trending at the top is cleaning the car. I think there's a bit of reassurance that that hasn't changed. Um, certainly, that was how I earned my pocket money, um, which was some time ago now. So that'll pull you in £2.46. Um, helping with the shopping, vacuuming, doing the laundry, helping in the garden. All these things are, you know, still trending away as great ways for, for kids to earn a little bit of extra around the house. And I think it's worth saying that when we talk about chores, what, what we find is that Parents will often, as I say, set conditions to say, right, to get your pocket money, you need to help do X, Y, and Z. Or they'll say, well, look, you can do these jobs and we'll pay you specifically for them. I think that, you know, there's a bit of a win-win here because cleaning your car and taking that somewhere on the street, you know, that's going to cost you a lot more than £2.46. So hopefully everyone's a winner there. Yes, I, I can see that. I can see that there are a lot of young people who are going to be very entrepreneurial in that respect because going to a proper car wash can set you back quite a bit. Absolutely. So the report also mentions one-off payments for special occasions and so on and so forth because not every parent can afford to have or dish out a weekly allowance. What do you think or what are the trends that are occurring and what alternatives are parents using to reward their kids financially? Yeah, no, you make a really good point. And I think what we find is, you know, the, the rules around pocket money are it needs to be flexible and work for your family. It's not necessarily how much you give. It's the act of giving and, and putting a structure around that can really help. And indeed, we actually talk about being a bit of a pocket money paradigm is when you start tossing up what you might be spending on your kids um, on a day to day basis, whether that's, you know, stuff out of the shops or whatever, that all adds up. So what we find on top of that kind of regular allowance pieces that parents are you know, birthdays are a point where they might give a bit of money. There might be other incentives. And then I say also those kind of extra top ups where kids are actually 
on you know selling their closing needs and and that just reflects you know some of the entrepreneurialism that's coming out but but say you know what this whole report shows is that every family is different how they manage pocket money that happens in the context of, of you know where you sit financially um but also your your um i guess philosophy around teaching your kids about money and and that's a fantastic thing is it, it can be totally flexible because we've spoken a lot about spending of money and the accumulation of money but for a lot of young people they've maintained an eight percent savings rate so they're also getting the savings bug as well would you agree with that yeah indeed and it, you know it's really great to see and i think i think it's the opportunity we, we see some really brilliant ambition from children with rooster money you can um pay an allowance or um boost pocket money children can then decide how they're going to to split their money out so they can create pots around savings goals um and and what we see is 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 you know real focus on well i'm I'm putting something aside i'm looking at a longer term goal um and that also then helps with those kind of opportunity cost moments so okay i'm out the shops i've seen something i want to get do i really want to get that because it's going to be expensive whatever i'm saving for and it's also interesting that saving is not just a part of home life. Saving and basically managing money can be very important as a way of teaching children at school. And I'd like to ask, what role do you think that schools can play in supporting financial education for children? And what, if any, are there any initiatives or programs to help with that? No, you make a really good point. And I, I like to think of it as I used to work in advertising. So and we always talked about, you know, multiple touch points to help communicate something. So it's not only it's what you do at home, it's your it's grandparents can be really influential, you know, aunts and, and uncles like you. Um and um and then school. And as say, you know, so within the curriculum, um you know, it's now in secondary curriculum. There is a lot of focus about what will be done at primary level. There are also some some great initiatives, and actually, um, NatWest have longest running financial education program called Money Sense, which goes into schools. So there are lots of great initiatives to support that. You know, ultimately, there are lots of competing things in the curriculum. I feel this is obviously a really important piece. But as I say, I think you know that balances with. Not only the opportunity to talk about it in the classroom collectively with your peers, but also there's stuff that you learn on a blackboard and you you know you're not quite sure how that that sits in real world context. And that's where I see money and building financial capability, which is ultimately you know it's it's having the confidence and knowing what to do. It's also having access to the right products. If you know that's the sort of summary of financial capability, you know that comes from making it part of the everyday. It's interesting, we're moving towards a cashless society. And obviously, we grew up in fiat currencies where you had to actually get your coins out or get your paper out in order to pay for something. And you felt the loss of that paper or that coin when you handed mm. it over in the shop or online or wherever or whatever or however you spend. Young people don't have that anymore. How can we... And well, how can parents teach their children to understand the value of money when really all we're tending to do now is just tap and go? Yeah, yeah you know, it, it's tough for, for everyone, right? It is, it's, 
frictionless payments and how do you make that more tangible you know there is a reason why in casinos they've now gone contactless you know if, if in vegas and i think that that um you know building that connection and that's where i see technology um and that's you know i remember my bank account being kind of blown away when i used to get a text you know, at the end of the month to tell me what my balance was, you know, and now you think about it, we can get push notifications, we can get all those engagement bits. And 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 with Rooster, that's where um, we've been looking at, you know, you can set up pots and goals to really focus around. Um, and I think, as you said, we're now kind of multi-currency, so kids are also spending their money online on experiences. It's not necessarily just buying a pair of trainers, it's actually, well, I want to go and get some skins in Fortnite. It's really important, therefore, to have that view of if you're empowering kids to earn the money, that you'll bring that together. And then they're making those considered spending choices. Then they can see the impact of those spending choices. right? And rather than, you know, the challenge we traditionally had is that you might pay for those downloads on Apple on your own card as a parent, but then your child doesn't see that transaction, doesn't get involved with it. And, and, and that's really the case is, you know, and, and the great thing about products like Rooster is you, you can give your child that visibility, that responsibility to, to make decisions and they might make the right one, they might make the wrong one, but at least they've got the opportunity to learn from that. What's the future for yourself and the rest of the team at NatWest Rooster? Yeah, it's really exciting to be part of NatWest. Um, we joined NatWest family back in October 21. Um, we've, we've grown a lot in that time, um, not only supporting NatWest customers, but very much the open market. And, you know, part of the, the bank's mission to help families and businesses thrive, um, Rooster Money is, is very much part of that and supporting youth initiatives. So um, we continue to grow. We've got really exciting. Um, features that we're continuing to bring out. We've just brought out something called Creative Cards, so children being able to get different cards to express, you know, the different ends and 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 um, a, a number of brilliant ways, as you said, to to make money more tangible. So our, our big focus over the next couple of years is to continue growing the business um, as part of NatWest. So where can our podcast radio business listeners go to get more information? Obviously, they are going to have much lighter wallets, but they will be probably having happier children. <laughs> well, I, I will say, that, you know, it, it, there is a pocket money paradigm. When you start giving structured pocket money, you'll, you'll find that actually maybe it'll cost you a little less because you, you know what's going in and out. But if you're interested in that or indeed um, the Pocket Money Index report, you can find more at roostermoney.com. That's excellent. In closing off, what would your advice be to parents who are really trying to bring some structure to their pocket money situation and who maybe haven't embarked on this beforehand, but want something to take away for their own mindset for today? Good question. Well, the, overall, my big thing is you know, going to pocket money is about starting to have conversations with your children. Um, and I think forming a routine, whatever that is, so you might want to, whether you want to give a regular amount of pocket money and put some conditions around how your children earn that, or whether you just want to structure so that they know there are various ways that they can earn money that, that then allows them to think about what they want to budget and save towards, that just starts forming some of those those habits that will will go through life with them. 
excellent. Will Carmichael, CEO and co-founder of NatWest Rooster Money, thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thanks so much for having me. You're most welcome, sir.